0: Hello folks, so this is an impromptu extra just because I didn't actually know this would be coming out today, but we got a brief competitive play trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So uh, I have already seen the video and I'm just going to talk about the things as they appear in the video and just kind of pause as I go so we can dissect the Interesting way that battling will work in this game. So first off, we are introduced to a new Pokemon called Cyclozar. It's a dragon normal type, and it ha- learns this very interesting move called Shed Tail. So Shed Tail um, creates a substitute, s- then swaps places with a party Pokemon in waiting. So in uh because this is a competitive play trailer, um, I think there has been a sentiment among Pokemon fans that the competitive meta within the core series games um, has maybe become a little bit stale. Now I'm not saying that knowing that fully, I'm not sure if that is the case, and there is maybe mild dissatisfaction with the way competitive's going. I think there's some really cool abilities and items out there that that still keep the game interesting for sure. But it is really exciting to have some new competitive stuff. Shed Tail. Now, there is a move called Substitute. And what that does is it once you set it up, your Pokemon will lose about a third of their health. And then um, that Substitute will take damage for the Pokemon instead of the Pokemon taking actual damage. So the way Substitute works, though, is it requires a turn to use it. And you lose health in the process. Um, and if that Substitute fades for whatever reason, then... Uh, Sorry, not whatever reason. The substitute will fade if the Pokemon is hit uh, by a super effective attack. Now, if you're hit by something that's not very effective, the substitute can stay up and you can get really creative because that means that the opponent will need two turns to take you out. In generation seven, they introduced a Pokemon called Mimikyu and its ability basically gave it substitute right off the bat. But the problem with Mimikyu, I think, is as much as I love that Pokemon, it's I think it, it can be used competitively, but I don't know how viable it is simply because I don't think it has the best spread of stats. Anyways, what Shed Tail is doing differently here is that you are guaranteeing a chance for your Pokemon, uh, like other than Cyclozar, you're guaranteeing a Pokemon on your team to take uh the hits instead, and that Pokemon may be better suited to what you are uh facing rather than Cyclozar. Now, Cyclozar, as a dragon normal Pokemon, would not do well against Cloyster, which is the Pokemon they're showing in the video, which will be linked in the description. Um, Cloyster's a water-ice type, I believe. Or I think it can learn ice moves at the bare minimum, so that would obviously not be a great matchup for Cyclozar. So Cyclozar can help out um, your, your own teammate, and I think that's just really interesting, because there's other moves out there like Volt Switch, um, which give you the ability to make like, make the attacks so do damage, and then you switch with a different Pokemon in your party. It's an electric type move. Um, there are a lot, there are a couple other moves like that, such as the bug type version of it called U-Turn. Um, so there's other variations on having a move do something and then it allows you to switch with someone else from your team. But having a, like a, a shield essentially right off the bat is so cool. Then we get an example of Cititan, which is the new kind of Teres- uh, terrestrial whale type like looking pokemon that's an ice type using an item called mirror herb um so it copies an opponent's stat increases when consumed so if the pokemon uh what's it called if the pokemon uses a stat raising move such as bulk up which raises attack and defense then the mirror herb will do the exact same thing for the pokemon that consumes this item that's really cool Um, Obviously, that would have to be a one-time use thing, so I can see how that would be cool, but would have maybe limited uses, because I wonder the availability of mirror herbs in this game. Lots of items and consumable things in Pokemon games tend to be on the more kind of niche side, where they're not as common to acquire. So I wonder if they're going to make mirror, like how common they're going to make mirror herbs. Um, So now we get an example of terrestrializing in battles. So this uh, trainer is using a Colossal. Colossal is a fire rock Pokemon that was introduced in Generation 8, so it's pretty new. Um, It is very, very weak to water. Now, the way that this video describes terrestrializing in the game is that it changes types and turns the tables. And we see how that works out here because, um, uh, let's see, Colossal is up against a water type Pokemon, the water form of Rotom. We don't need to get into it. You just need to know that it's up against a water type, and normally Colossal would just be floored by this move. But now, because of its Terastall ability, or type, sorry, um, it's basically taken no damage from this, from that move, and it also gets its, also gets its ability boost where Steam Engine. If it's, if it, I think it's, if it's hit by a water move, its speed rises drastically. But maybe I'm wrong. If like I don't remember the specific criteria it, that's needed for Colossal's ability to activate, but uh, whatever the case, this is really cool. Then we have a couple other Pokémon examples where we can see this in action. So then uh, we have another new item. So we have the example of braidloom which is a grass-fighting Pokémon. So another new item is the Loaded Dice. Which makes multi-strike moves more likely to hit more times. So this would include moves like Bullet Seed, which is a grass type move, uh Greninja's water type move known as water Shuriken. Um there's a couple other I'm thinking about. Uh like sorry, there's a couple of more out there, but those are just the ones that come to mind. But in the video, Breloom is using Bullet Seed, so uh it's um basically almost guaranteed to do. Uh, to do more damage because multi-strike moves often operate on kind of a like a luck a luck factor, which is that any uh, multi-strike moves range between hitting the opponent two to five times. But if you can get past the three threshold, then you can do some really good damage regardless of type matchups. You can do some really good damage to the opponent, and then we get this great uh, like like I said another instance of terrestrial changing the game when we see a tyranitar which is normally very weak to fighting as a rock dark pokemon up against a galley which is psychic fighting galley uses um close combat on it which is a fighting type move but because tyranitar's terrastal ability is ghost it doesn't do any damage to it and um a new move that is uh, now a part of this process is called Terra Blast. So it changes type when the user has Terra Stylized. So whatever move that Tyranitar is using now is now a ghost type, which is super effective against Gallade. So this is all really cool stuff. Um, I'm sure this is just like, a glimpse at the new things that they're going to introduce, really like these new items. I am really fascinated by terrestrializing. And I'm wondering that, you know, Cyclozar has a very similar chest protrusion that reminds us of a wheel, is that is this, is this Choridon or Miridon's pre-evolution kind of thing? Is that what's happening here? Is Cyclozar a three-stage Pokémon in that way? Um, Because... But the Legendary Pokémon, so in terms of are right, like, if this is a three-stage Pokémon, does cycles are evolve into the Legendary Pokémon? It seems to be pretty strong a case because of that wheel protrusion, right? Um, but I was talking to a friend about this, actually, and it's that uh, they made a good point, which I didn't actually consider when I was doing kind of my reaction to the new trailer that had come up before this one, Um, Which is that it seems that the legendary Pokemon are being made more to be your friends. And then I was thinking about the fact that that's kind of the way that it happens in the anime. You know, with Ash Ketchum and everyone. I don't don't talk about the anime here, uh, but um, uh, I do know about it. (laughs) It's just that um, that would be an interesting route because in the movies and across the show, you see Ash who's our hero, right? You see him consistently interact with legendary Pokemon, but he doesn't, like, ca- he doesn't catch them. They don't become a part of his team in that way. They become, like, like companions. And if that's what's happening with Coridon and Muraidon, and they find a really creative way to make them be more than just your modes of transportation, then I'm going to be really excited by that. And if Cyclozar is a part of that process, then I would find that really cool. Um, so this just seems to be... A nice, a nice kind of shift again in the meta. Terrastal, I can understand if some people are not crazy about having crystallized Pokemon with these kind of funny designs over their head. Like, what does Colossal have here? It's like, it's like, it looks like a water fountain, but I can't quite tell. I know that like, uh, Tyranitar had like a, I don't know, like a spirit summoning thing breloom has a giant flower on its head so i can understand if the design itself may not be that creative because it's just giving a crystallized effect to the pre-existing pokemon um and adding like other objects putting them on top of its head i can understand that that's not everyone's cup of tea but um it just seems really cool um how it's going to function in the like in terms of battling because that's the purpose of this video right and I did like dynamaxing feels so separate from the storyline and the game and things like that that doing it in battle is not actually that common in the way that you'd think because the dynamaxing phenomenon is only allocated to like one pokemon battle per gym. And in one of the gyms you can't even dynamax because there's no dynamax energy there. So um the way that dynamaxing works is not optional, but it's not necessary for tipping the scales in the grand scheme of things. Tera stylizing on the other hand can really make things quite interesting. Um I don't think it affects like stat spreads and things like that the way that mega evolution did with a uh, pokemon um when it was introduced, but There's a lot going on here that seems really interesting. So that's about all I've got uh, for you today, folks, and I'll see you next time.